Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you to the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. Well, today we're going to tackle both a topic and a person that we uh, are really uh, very privileged to talk to every couple of months. And we're talking about Catherine Hammond, founder and president of Hammond Law Group. And and Catherine's asking the question, and we're going to ask that question throughout this show, what is a successful retirement for you, our listeners. What does it look like? We typically think of relaxation, maybe visiting loved ones, travel, but what will be your reality? Will it be filled with uh, concerns? Will it be filled with celebrations? Have you addressed possible obstacles in getting yourself to that point? Prepared yourself and family for this journey, which can be so meaningful. So as mentioned, Catherine is joining us today and Catherine, the founder and president of the law group that bears her name, Hammond Law Group, a law firm that focuses on estate planning and elder law, talking about how to make sure your retirement plan is comprehensive and more predictable than what you might see elsewhere. First of all, welcome to the show, Catherine. It is so good to be with you today, Shannon. Well, let's talk about retirement planning, because this is something that, uh, you know, so much hinges on. And yet I think uh, for some, for many, there's really kind of a hesitance in talking about it, a hesitancy. People are worried that if they uh, put their plans into motion too soon, they may be uh, undermining some of their hopes for the future uh, and, and maybe even their security for the future. So tell us what you think retirement planning should revolve around. It's not simply writing a bucket list or saving cash, right? That is so true. And it's funny because so we work in a world where typically with estate planning and elder law, most people think of what I do, what Hammond Law Group does as helping people with their legal documents, preparing for if we become incapacitated and when we die. And those are very important things. But both in my own personal life and over the many years that I have been practicing in this world, walking with clients through their retirement years, I have seen rarely do retirements go smoothly. <laughs> there, mm. there are all kinds of things that come up, and some of them are pretty predictable. And so for, for most retirees, what their biggest hope is not what they want to achieve during retirement. It's what they want to avoid. They want to avoid running out of money, they want to avoid being forced into some sort of institutional care, having to leave their homes and go to a care community. And the biggest one that we see is becoming a burden on their loved ones. Nobody wants to do that. But because we do these piecemeal retirement plans that don't ever address what happens if we need care, we end up becoming a huge burden on our loved ones unintentionally. That which we most fear uh, ends up uh, happening, and 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 yes, I, I I can see this happening in in a lot of instances uh, to which I have a window into. Um, let's talk about your own story and and how that uh, you saw that play out uh, up close. Yes, so I was first exposed to the hazards of aging, I'll say, when I was pretty young, I was a teenager when my mother was put on disability from her job as a special ed teacher. And by the time I was, um, no, by the time she was in her 50s, I was in my 20s, um, 
22, in fact, she was no longer able to live in her own home. And so I had to file paperwork, uh, go through a lawyer, go down to the courthouse, become her conservator and guardian. And that was so overwhelming to me. It was so burdensome to me. I was trying to start my life as a young adult, um, and I was completely lost. I had no idea what I was doing. And we lost all of her life savings on the first two years of her care. And then 20 years later, she spent 20 years in, you know, what we used to call a nursing home. Um, on Medicaid. And so being funded by taxpayers, on, which is... On Medicaid. Yeah, where you end up. much of that, about the last 11 years, virtually in a vegetative state. And... So we we had all of this time and we knew what was coming and still we weren't prepared. And so at the end of her life, in her final days, I got a call from the nursing home saying she wasn't able to swallow anymore and we ended up having to make some um, end-of-life decisions. And that ended up being um, really messy between me and my siblings. And I was not prepared to make those decisions. And then same thing happened with my dad. My parents divorced when I was young, but he had cancer in his head um, back in the 1990s. He had cognitive decline after that because of the treatments. And my stepmom, who was 15 years younger, retired from her job to take care of him full time. And she, she had caregivers coming into the home. And she still nearly killed herself, literally, trying to take care of him, even with that in-home care support. And I think about how different it would have been for me when I was in my 20s trying to take care of my mom and for my stepmother when she was trying to take care of my dad to have somebody to help us navigate. And so we have brought somebody onto our team. Her name is Angie. She is an elder care coordinator. I call her a master navigator of life. And so she helps our client families navigate these kinds of transitions and to plan ahead so that you don't have to have um, such a messy time when this season comes for you. I find this so fascinating, Catherine, and, and here's here's why is because uh, my own experiences have shown me that you know government agencies and government programs that have been set up to help the aging and those in the nonprofit sector that aim to help those who are aging, there are so many uh, short gaps. There's so many areas where it it it, it does co- a little bit of the job, but not quite enough of the job. So I'm interested to hear how this navigator, as you turned her, is going to be helping uh, seniors and those who are aging and those who are thinking about it, being proactive, you know, trying to make a good plan and set up a good plan. So we need to take a short break here. Catherine Hammond is our guest. She is the president and founder of the Hammond Law Group. And if you'd like to find out more, you can check out their website, coloradoestateplan.com, or give them a call, 520-1474. When we come back, what makes a good retirement plan, and what difference does it make to plan ahead? That's coming up when the extra continues. 
All right, we are talking with Catherine Hammond as we welcome you back from our break. You're listening to the Extra Show here on KRDO News Radio, and our guest who is a law group founder as well as a lawyer herself. We were talking about uh, planning for retirement and why uh, some of the uh, checking off the boxes or maybe looking at the zeros and the uh, dollars and cents you need to do more. So let's talk about what makes a good retirement plan, Catherine. Oh, so we were just talking about some of the things that can go wrong and some of the things that went wrong in my family. What happens is traditional retirement planning is fragmented. We might get some legal documents. Hopefully we get some good financial advice and our investments are secure. Um, But we haven't integrated and coordinated all of our plans, thinking about all of the different areas that really need a plan. So financial, legal, health, housing, and family. And if we don't plan around all those things and the things that are likely to come up for us in retirement, then we end up creating a disaster for our family. So so what makes a good retirement plan in terms of let's break it down. You you have the financial, you kind of touched on that. What else? So it, it's a, a plan that we put in place ahead of time that addresses health, housing, finance, legal, and family, which really opens up unlimited options. When people don't plan ahead, they have chaos, they have more burden, they have higher expenses, and they have very few options. And so if we address things in a comprehensive way, we eliminate some of the problems that come up when people, you know, we work with a lot of clients who end up with some sort of medical crisis. And so you're, let's say you're sitting there in retirement watching TV, you end up having a stroke, you get taken to the hospital. It's a health issue, but now it starts the, the ball rolling for a whole bunch of issues that get jumbled up together because you go to the hospital and they say that you can't go back home. You need to go into a rehab center your family has a power of attorney, but that doesn't really help with finding you a place to live because now you have this health issue and it's become a housing issue. Right. And mm. then how do you pay for that? And so you might have Medicare, you might have all of your healthcare related bills covered, but that's only for a short period of time. Um, and now you've got a big financial issue. Right. And now your family is trying to figure things out. They feel burdened. They feel overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. They might, like my stepmom, try to step in and take care of you, which they're not really equipped to do fully. So your health issue becomes a housing issue, becomes a financial issue, becomes a legal issue. And eventually this becomes a huge issue for your family. And the burden that we were trying to avoid for our family gets magnified. And so a good life care plan, we call it, makes sure that you have a plan in place for when these things come up so that we have a a plan to implement, implement for each of those five areas and we minimize the expense, the chaos, the burden, the hassle, all of that for your family. 
And some things that may seem like a good idea at one point in time, a couple of years later, uh, you know, may seem not just impossible, but unwise. You know, you you know, you may think, well, uh, you know, I'm buying this uh, retirement place, it's going to be fine, but it has stairs. And you don't think about, well, is this really going to suit us, you know, when mobility becomes an issue? Uh, So let's talk about the difference between the planning, that most people do, and what you're calling comprehensive life planning. Yeah. So the the biggest difference is we have an integrated plan where when something comes up with your health, we already know what kinds of choices you would want to make. When something comes up financially, when there is a care issue that requires some money available, we already have a financial plan. So we know what Medicare is going to cover, what Medicaid eligibility might look like for you, what insurance you have, what all will that pay for, if you have long-term care insurance. We know exactly what your housing options are going to be for every different stage of the evolution of your needs, and we know who the key players are in the family. We've had the important conversations with them, and we know what roles they're going to play, and they know what parameters and what kind of support is available to them, and we have already enrolled a a support team that they simply call on when the needs arise. So that helps you like have that team in place, know what your next steps are. Uh, What does it, it, what does it come to when it's the actual moments, these, these flagship moments, I guess you would call or, or, you know, tinder dry moments when, uh, when this plan needs to be really implemented? Yeah. What, what we see for most people is, um, a lot of fear, a lot of overwhelm, a, a change in relationships. Um, when a when a wife has to care for her husband or husband has to care for his wife, that, that completely changes the relationship. They are no longer a married couple. It's now a caregiver and a care receiver. And it means that everything that we worked hard for goes out the door because we're all of a sudden thrust into a situation that we weren't prepared for versus having a coordinated, integrated plan for all of those elements that somebody can simply implement. And now we already have the the whole range of choices and we can decide on what option works best for us. We don't have to stick with what we thought was going to be best years ago because it's what... It was the best that we knew in that context, but now we have a completely different context. And, you know, for for somebody who has, let's say, early onset Alzheimer's like my mom, if we have to make end-of-life decisions, you know, she would never in a million years have imagined that she would have early onset Alzheimer's. But if we had had the conversations earlier in her life about what kinds of care she did and did not want, implementing those decisions would have completely eliminated the um, tension between me and my siblings when it came time to make those end-of-life decisions for her.
Yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, so much in this life, we don't, you know, plan for the unexpected. So it sounds like that's what you're trying to do uh, by bringing on uh, more professionals to uh, help people in this process. So again, we need to take a break here, Catherine. But if people want to find out more, the uh, website to go to is coloradoestateplan.com. And I understand you have some estate planning workshops coming up. So we'll ask you about that in our next session. Segment. Keep on listening here to the extra on KRDO News Radio. Welcome back to the extra, the show that connects you with the issues and people and topics that are important to you. And today we're talking about retirement planning with our expert guest, Catherine Hammond, founder and president of the Hammond Law Group. And Catherine, we're going to continue the conversation, you know, talking about how sometimes our planning may not take into account all the realities and the facets of realities uh, that we can face. But let's talk about these estate planning workshops that are coming up February 8th and February 11th. What can people learn in these? So at our estate planning workshops, which um, people give us amazing feedback about, we provide general educational information about how estate planning works. So estate planning is a very important part of a good retirement plan. It's one piece. We want to make sure that we have the right legal documents in place for if you become incapacitated, even temporarily, that can become a big issue for your family trying to take care of you, trying to pay your bills, um, make trying to make medical decisions, and inevitably, none of us really wants to think about it, whenever we pass away, everything that you have worked hard for during your entire lifetime, all the work that you've put into providing for and protecting your family, how is that going to play out when your time comes? Is it going to be lost because you didn't have a proper plan in place? And so these are just very basic educational workshops for how things work if you have a will, how things work if you have a trust, and how the probate system works so that people can start to think through their situations and what might be helpful for them. And so anybody who comes, we also offer you a free meeting with an attorney to get um, some guidance, um, not a sales pitch, but some good guidance specific to your situation. So we have those coming up on Wednesday, February 8th in the morning and in the afternoon. And on Saturday, February 11th, you can go to our website at coloradoestateplan.com to register for those or call our office at 719-520-1474. We would love to have you. Yeah, I I can testify to. Um, I participated in one of those. I had been curious for a while. You know, you and I have these conversations, Catherine, and, and I took part in one. And I got to say, it was filled with information. It did not feel like you said, it's not a sales pitch, but it's definitely something that makes uh, people uh, rethink maybe how they are looking at aging and uh, definitely wanting to take the next steps uh, to make sure that it's as smooth as possible that transitions are handled uh, instead of in what I, I have heard termed as by your office the Swiss cheese plan. <laughs> Tell us about that. What? Right? What? You know what? Why Swiss cheese and and what does that represent? Most of us have a plan that has a whole bunch of holes in it, and so as you start walking down that road of retirement, which we expect to be this wonderful fantasy land. 
when we have that kind of plan with holes in it, we are likely to fall into one of those holes. But we can prevent that by having a good plan in place. We talked about estate planning a moment ago. That's one of the big um, hole fillers. And then making sure that we cover the rest of those issues, the financial, the legal, the family, the health, the housing, all of those. And so we fill those holes by looking at the next chapter of life holistically, not just in terms of do I have enough money to retire, but looking at all of those different issues. And I strongly recommend that you sit down with someone who's familiar with the types of obstacles that come up during retirement. That we, we practice elder law. Uh, there are very few elder attorneys who offer this kind of service. Hammond Law Group is one of the few firms that does. And so um, as we have begun sharing this with the community, um, I'll tell you, Angie, our master navigator, um, is in very high demand um, because it's such high value to people who have a loved one with needs and they just don't know where to start or they start and they get overwhelmed. And so if you have a plan in place ahead of time, we can just implement your plan and it makes everything so much easier. What about the people who have a medical issue come up and don't have a plan already? Yeah, that that is where people need the most help figuring out what to do. And I've been there personally, as I shared with my mom when I was very young. My stepmother took care of my dad. Families are lost, they're overwhelmed, and they're confused. And so that's where our service called Elder Care Coordination comes in to help people address all of the physical challenges, mental challenges, the medical, the rehab, and all of the other needs based on the specific abilities and limitations of your loved one. And mm. so we we take a look at the legal documents, make sure that we have everything in place there. Angie does an in-home care assessment. Um, when people hire us to help them through this, they get ongoing support from Angie, our care coordinator. We do a financial analysis. We figure out private pay versus public benefits. We have a family meeting. We, we really dig into all of the different issues. Okay. Well, we want to talk more about some of the issues that can crop up, that can, uh, if you're not careful, uh, really uh, put to the side a lot of the planning that we think may have taken care of it if you're not thinking about it comprehensively. We have that discussion continuing when Catherine Hammond joins us for our final segment of The Extra. Keep on listening here on KRDO News Radio. Welcome back to The Extra as we continue our conversation with Catherine Hammond, lawyer and founder of the Hammond Law Group. Catherine, I'd like to circle back to something we were uh, touching on a couple of segments ago. Uh, let's talk about some of the uh, obstacles that can suddenly pop up, and they really do suddenly pop up, and, and trip people up uh, in their normal planning. Uh, let's talk about that. You know, and normal planning involving, you know, finances, maybe you've got your housing taken care of, maybe you even have, you know, some loose, you know, legal documents in place, but uh, nothing looking at anything comprehensively. Let's talk about those kind of emergencies and, and what can happen, what could be the fallout. Uh, like, for instance, you know, uh, someone starts to have the warning signs of a, of a stroke. What happens? Yeah. 
Well, when somebody has a stroke, suddenly we have to figure out how have we addressed that, and that's a, a great example. How have we addressed that legally? Do we have a financial power of attorney in place? And is the financial power of attorney enough if they become incapacitated and we need to sell their home? Probably not. Um, that's something we talk about at our, at our public workshops. Um, what about medical decisions? Do they have the right medical directives in place? If they need to go to rehab, how are we going to pay for that? Navigating insurance is one of the big things that people come to us for. What kinds of insurance coverage are available? How do I use it? How does my long-term care insurance work? How does Medicare work? What kind of supplement do I have? Uh, all of that coverage. N navigating the um, family pieces. Who is going to do what? Who's available to do what? Who's appropriate to do what? And making sure that we don't ruin those relationships. All of that comes into play when we have the stroke. And, and where are we going to live? Do we need to go to rehab? Can we still live at home? Do we now need to move somewhere else? And if so, how do we figure out where on earth to move? There are a whole bunch of places out there. How do I find the right one? Those are the kinds of things that our elder care coordinator, Angie, helps our clients to navigate because it's, it's so much. And, and some people think, well, I have Medicare, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm covered. Is that, is that correct? Uh -huh. does, it, does that do it for people? No, Med Medicare does not um, cover very much when you need, especially long-term care. When you cannot take care of all of your own needs anymore and you need professional care, you will after uh, some, some, the initial few months, um, and that varies depending on the situation exactly how long it goes, you will need to either start paying privately or have have some other type of insurance that will kick in and cover you. And so you're talking about having all of these elements in place. Let's run them down once again. Uh, all the elements that that really uh, your elder care coordination involves. Yes. So when when we put together a plan ahead of time, we address the financial, the legal, the health, the housing, and the family issues. And when it comes down to it, that loss of independence is like everybody's big fear, right? N nobody wants to be a burden. Nobody wants to be dependent on the same people that they spent their entire lives taking care of and protecting. And the, the truth is you will probably be a burden on your kids. It's simply a question of exactly what that's going to look like, whether you have a plan in place ahead of time or not, and people end up in crisis mode because they don't have a good comprehensive integrated plan in place, and that just makes everything more burdensome and more expensive. How important is it to get all the family members involved on the same page? It sounds like in, in your situation, you, you had a lot of uh, strife surrounding the fact that, that you were the one who was kind of, you know, shepherding the whole thing through. Um, is, is it best to have one point person or is it best to have all the family kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, being collaborative in looking out for this loved one? I mean, what's best? That is a brilliant question, Shannon. Um, I'm smi I was smiling as you asked it because um, that's where things get tricky. 
you know, in, in my situation, um, my younger brother was away at college, not in a position to be helpful at all, but he had opinions. And my older brother uh, was supposed to be managing things with me, was supposed to be co-conservator and co-guardian, and ultimately decided that um, he had other things in his life that he needed to take care of, like, um, you know, getting his car engine fixed and clearing his shower drain, like literally. And this is what we, my family is not unique. These are the kinds of things that come up. And so in my situation, I had siblings who had strong opinions about everything that I was doing and were willing to criticize everything that I was doing and wanted input, but they didn't want to take on any of the responsibility. So the bottom line is it depends on the family and that's where having an outside person speak in and help you navigate those tricky situations can be really helpful because those can tear about tear apart your family forever if you don't get some help. And, and I, I got to say, the, like I said, I took part in one of your webinars that was offered. And uh, as it turned out that we did uh, need some help with some estate planning, it was great. And give kudos to your staff there, Catherine Hammond at Hammond Law Group. Uh, but the interesting thing is, you know, a year or two has passed and now there's a whole new slate of emerging issues. And, and so it, it really is kind of this continuum of care where... Uh, uh, even if you thought you might have it taken care of, participating in a webinar may open your eyes to what else you really should be taking care of, don't you think? Um, absolutely, because you're right. As soon as we have this current situation managed, it's going to change. And it's going to change in all of those ways, legally, financially, housing, family, all everything around us is constantly in flux. And so we need to have a plan that will uh, evolve with the changes going on within and outside of us. And we need to have people to help us navigate as those changes come up. Well, if you are listening to this and and something has struck a chord and you say, I really would like to, uh, you know, get an and window into what can be done, what legal professionals would advise, what's out there. Um, definitely uh, try to take part in one of these free webinars, a Wednesday, February 8th, and Saturday, February 11th. Now, I said they were webinars, Catherine. I'm not sure. Are they in person or are they, because uh, I took part when they were Zoom meetings. Yes. And so the great thing is we actually offer in-person workshops and webinars. So we have workshops coming up in person for those who like in person on Wednesday, February 8th and Saturday the 11th. And then um, on Tuesday the 31st of January, we have an afternoon webinar. So to register for any of those, you can go to our website at coloradoestateplan.com or call our office at 719-520-1474. We, we offer both these days since everything has opened back up um, so that we can meet everybody's needs. Fantastic. And I also should mention Catherine Hammond is the author of a book called Hope Less, the truth about hope and where to find it. And you can find it on Amazon. So uh, Catherine uh, bringing her expertise, not just to the page with the written word, but also through guidance of her legal group, Hammond Law Group. Catherine Hammond, thank you so much for joining us here on The Extra. Thank you, Shannon. 
And to our listeners, we hope you have a good Tuesday. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.